how to be both wildly aggressive and ambitious, but also not destroy your relationships and community along the way. And the good news is that the medicine is simple. Being the owner of the largest retail chain in Brazil and having flown all the way to Arkansas to visit the great Walmart, Santos was expecting to be picked up at the airport in a limousine by a professional driver, as he normally is. But no, he was instead picked up by the billionaire himself, Sam Walton, and in a rusty pickup truck, no less, hunting dogs in the back. And instead of talking at a country club all day, the two spent their time visiting Walmart stores together. Santos learned that Walton often did just this, visiting stores himself, showing up unannounced. He'd walk around, get to know the employees, helping them with small tasks, picking their brains, asking them for advice. Santos also learned that every employee had access to, at the time, a revolutionary profit-sharing program, asking his employees for advice, doing minimum wage tasks, driving an old pickup truck, sharing profits with replaceable employees. This was not the titan of industry he had expected. Walton's superpower then, not in his genius, but oppositely, his humility. He learned that Walton's game-changing bird's-eye-view strategies don't come from time away from the business, rather because of his time in the business, which is a fairly controversial take, yeah? We are taught as business owners to hire away the minimum wage tasks as quickly as possible so we can focus on our zones of genius. My company, Virtual Worker Now, even specializes in helping business owners get out of the weeds so that they can work on more revenue-generating activities. If you're not a video editor, why are you video editing? If you're not a funnel builder, why are you struggling when you could hire an expert? If you should be on the phone selling, why don't you have a BDR filtering leads for you? Do you honestly think that spending four hours a day emailing and figuring out your schedule and sending invoices is a good use of your time? Why the hell do you not have a VA doing that for you? These rhetorical questions are fundamental to my company and truthfully to yours as well. And of course, these are all valid questions and your ability to hire accordingly will make a difference in your company's success. But even so, doesn't that contradict Sam Walton's philosophy? Well, no, because Sam Walton, despite visiting his stores, he did not spend his days in the checkout lines or sending vendor invoices. He went in to get data, but then he would zoom out to make decisions based on that data. And instead of seeing his on-the-ground employees as replaceable, he treated them as valuable members of his team. Zoom in, zoom out. Zoom in, zoom out. The genius of this technique, by the way, is in its ability to remind you as a business owner that you aren't as important as you think you are. You're frustrated with your exec or your employees or your clients. You think, damn, I wish I just had a team that was as good as me, as smart as me. I wish these customers realized how much better I am than my competitors. Everyone is so stupid. That frustration, that cursing of the face, this contemptuous attitude, as if your company somehow deserves to be where it is not, as if your company's stagnation or failure are not squarely your fault, lacks such basic self-awareness that it's no wonder you plateaued. What you need then is a reality check. One part humility, one part gratitude. And this isn't to say that you shouldn't have a hierarchy, by the way, or you shouldn't be focusing on your zone of genius as an owner. The world is naturally hierarchical. All advanced species are hierarchical because hierarchy and specialization is an effective organizational tool in order to optimize group performance. I'm the center, you're the point guard. I'm the quarterback, you're the receiver. I'm the goalie, you're the striker. But it doesn't even stop there. There also must be a coach, right? And someone who can fire the coach. And then the 
the fans who, if by their collective financial voting, they can also fire the owner and someone who makes the soccer balls and someone who owns the software that sells the tickets and on and on and on and on. Messi pushing a button on his phone and convincing millions of people to buy his new cologne doesn't exist without literally millions of humans conspiring to make that happen. His Apple phone, Instagram, the electricity grid, the internet, the cologne manufacturer, the stores, the trucks, etc., etc. It's just the way the world works. Messi is profoundly, profoundly powerful, but not so on an island. My point is that you doing you and me doing me is an efficient way of organizing society. This version of private property via capitalism allows for specialization and competitive specialization at that to become better and better and better individually. But the point is not only individually. Acknowledging everyone else's important role in the larger game along the way is not just wise, it is required. Because if you do acknowledge the intense unlikelihood of any of this existing, meaning society, technology, life, employees working for you to fulfill your vision, all of it, if you are able to acknowledge the miracle that is our current life day in and day out, your mindset will change. Both you in relation to yourself and simultaneously you in relation to everyone else. And so too then will your business. Because let's be clear, there is a price to pay for laser focus. It's a necessary evil. It's a drug. And it feels beautiful and warm and powerful. Progress, acceleration, growth. Many a guru even say that happiness itself is simply making progress. Mark Manson as an example. And that's good. Make progress. But if you become too addicted, to, if you lose sight of the roses and the smiles, if you forget to build relationships along the way and you think you're smarter than everyone else, and you forget that you are only one tiny insignificant cog in a much grander wheel, you will wake up one day, I promise you, alone, lost. The heavy burden of success resting plainly upon your shoulders, though without anyone or anything to lean on. And so today, we will discuss a middle way, how to be both wildly aggressive and ambitious, but also not destroy your relationships and community along the way. And the good news is that the medicine is simple, gratitude. Let me explain. I often tell my team that we should be embarrassed by our work. Not because we should attempt to do our work poorly, instead that we should improve so quickly that anything we did last month or last week feels like a puppy wobbling its first step. Better and better and better, up and up and up, relentless improvement, picking a goal and obsessively focusing, demand of yourself the highest standard. Deliberate practice and all of that, which I stand by, we stand by. But there are necessary caveats to that drug, lest you overdo it. I'll give you an embarrassing example from my past. In high school, I I was the president of this, captain of that, I got a 4.0 without much work, which is fine if I was humble about it, but I was not. I was constantly disrupting class, cocky to the point of absurdity, basically a douchebag, all until Mr. Hathaway's history class my senior year. He was quintessential Northeastern Ohio, hardworking, blue collar, sports obsessed, please and thank you, yes ma'am, yes sir, all of that. But he wanted to give us a feel of a college class. So he told us that if we didn't want to listen or even show up to class, we didn't have to because no one's going to babysit you in college, he said, which is technically true. But then he made a terrible mistake. He said, you can literally do whatever you want. 
You can play chess in the back during class. That's your prerogative. You're adults now, he said. So I took him to heart and I played chess in the back of the room every day with a few of my friends, which was technically allowed according to his rules. But it was also objectively rude. But at the time I had no self-awareness and I was proud of how I didn't need to pay attention until one day, Mr. Hathaway annoyed at the little rebels in the back of the room who had surely taken his inch and stretched it way past out a mile, gave one of his classic speeches. All right, all right, all right, he said. I'm going to change the rules back because I don't think any of you have any bit of a clue what's actually going to happen in the real world. I think you all think that it's going to be sunshine and rainbows because your brain does well at memorizing some facts the night before a test, but that's not how the real world works. He looked at us sternly and pause for a long while for emphasis. If you do not change your attitude, you're dead. The world will chew you up and spit you out because no one's going to care if you can remember the name of some general who started the second battle of World War I if you're a disrespectful little prick your whole life. If you aren't respectful to your boss, you will get fired. If you own a business, if you're not appreciative of your employees, they will quit. Or if you're not attentive to your customers, they will stop buying from you. The world is not you on an island with your friends. The world is me. The world is your classmates who have to study harder than you. The person who works at the gas station, the accountants and bank tellers that organize your money, the old man who stocks the shelves, the farmer who grows your food, the plumbers who make sure you can flush your toilet, the cooks who prepare your meals, the electrical grid workers who keep your lights on, the construction workers that pave the roads you drive on, the workers who put together your computers. You think you're something special? You are only special insofar as everyone else in the world allows you to be special. So guess what, pal? If you continue down this self-righteous path, the world will not lie over and take it, nor will it kiss the feet of your brain because you're good at taking tests. It will say, you are rude, you are mean, you think you're better than us, but you are not. And if you doubt us on this point, then we will show you how much not better you are than us. And so with that, I've never been the same. I will never forget that speech. I stopped playing chess in the back of the room and instead paid attention. And guess what? I learned a lot more than I would have reading the books. And also since then, every time I go to a gas station or a cafe or the DMV or pass a construction worker or hire a mechanic, I don't think to myself, oh man, you've settled. You have such a simple life. You should have done more. You could have done more. Instead, I think, thank you. Thank you for doing your part in society. Thank you for taking care of your family. Thank you for having a kind smile and thick skin. Thank you for paving the roads. Thank you for doing our taxes. Thank you for fighting our battles. Thank you for teaching our children. Thank you for making the tables, for building the bridges, for stocking the shells, for investing in new technologies, for painting, for writing, for driving the trucks, for picking up the trash, for giving us the news, for cleaning the water, for making the movies that I watch every day, for making sure that my planes don't crash. Thank you, Sam Walton said to his employees. Thank you for working at Walmart. You are important. I will push you 
Of course, as I push myself, I'm gonna tell you that you can manifest any reality you want. I'm gonna tell you that we are teleological beings, that we need targets to focus on, that you must set your vision and then obsessively move towards that vision, that you can truly become anyone you want to be, that you must choose to choose, that you have to build that funnel, that you need to hire that VA, that you have to get over your fear and post to social media, that you have to take the leap on that agency, that you have to update your CRM, that you have to expand into new niches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But none of this is an excuse for tunnel vision. This does not mean that you are better than anyone else. This does not mean that you are too good to pick him up from the airport. This does not mean that you deserve a fancy car or a driver. This does not mean that those who choose a different life, who are happy without the equivalent travel, or those who are content with a porch and children and playing in the yard, those who master an important skill or craft, those who create comfort and safe spaces for the community, for us, are not equally as valuable because they are. So be better, yes, every day strive to be better than your previous self. Every day improve your business, every day compete in the open market, but do not be so naive as to think you are actually better than anyone else. This superiority complex is a poison. Do not isolate yourself from the society and its individuals which allow you to enjoy the privileged position you have. Instead, be grateful for everyone in your circle. Be grateful for the system that you are in and its actors. Be grateful for the hierarchy, which is necessary, by the way, for you to have a place in it. Because it, this world we live in, the technology and food and safety and warmth and the parks, the softwares and the employees, the partners and the clients, difficult or easy, the hot morning coffee and watermelon in the winter, all of it, it's magic. And if you can't see that, and you don't see that, you're not looking hard enough. I hope that helped. Until next time, cheers.